today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. The Bible says, Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, shall he find faith in the earth? Shall he find faith in the earth? Well, if the Lord returns while I'm still alive, he's going to find me believing him for the biggest thing I've ever believed for, doing more than I've ever done before and doing it through faith. Let me remind you of what the Lord said to me uh, coming into 2024, that it is essential, it's imperative, it is a must, number one, that we stay in faith. Number two, remain focused on the promises of God. And number three, refuse to allow what's happening in the world around you to distract you. And if you will follow those instructions, then your 2024 will be a year of progression, a year of advancement. And then recently, while I was preaching this in Canada, the Lord said, and I want you to include promotion. And he says, and your highest expectations will be fulfilled. Now, remember, there is a prerequisite. You say, well, everybody in the body of Christ experienced progression. Will everybody experience advancement? Will everybody experience promotion? No, not necessarily. It is the will of God for everyone to do so, but not everyone will follow the instructions. Amen. It's not automatic. It belongs to you, but the instructions were stay in faith. So let's talk about that a little bit more. We discussed it in part one, but let's, let's look at 1 Timothy Chapter 4, first of all, and this is where the Lord led me in giving me that prophetic word. <clears throat> and you remember, <clears throat> there's 1 Timothy, there's 2 Timothy. There's a lot of instruction in both of those letters to Timothy. A lot of it, most of it, uh, applies to people in ministry, fivefold ministry, but there are principles in there that are applicable to anybody in the body of Christ. So you need to read first and second Timothy. That's your homework. When you, when you get an opportunity, begin reading first and second Timothy, every chapter. And, and don't, don't just rush through it. Spend some time listening to what God is saying, but there are three main points that he brought out to me that you and I, uh, and, and even if you're not in full-time ministry, they apply to you. And number one was to stay in faith. Now let's look at verse 15 of first Timothy chapter four, meditate upon these things. Well, once again, to in order, in order to meditate on these things, you have to know what things he's referring to. So if you don't, if you haven't read first Timothy, second Timothy, then it's not likely you will know what he's talking about. So meditate upon these things. And meditate is more than just reading it, more than just rushing through it, uh, more than just saying, okay, I read first and second Timothy. Hallelujah. I did what brother Jerry said. Well, it's more than just reading it, meditating on it, pondering it, rolling it over in your mind and in your heart. Have it on your mind all day long. I do that. 
I do that. Now, I'm not, in, I'm not praying all day long, but I'm in an attitude of meditating all day long. In fact, that's the reason why it's best for Carolyn to drive wherever we go. Because a lot of times I'm meditating. I'm thinking. She knows that's right, she said. <laughs> and sometimes when I'm meditating and, you know, I just drive in circles. Where are you going? I don't know. Pull over. Okay. And it's just, it's just you know, uh, an automobile is a think tank for me. My airplane is a think tank. <laughs> I do a lot of thinking. Amen. I'm meditating. I'll get out of this service today and I'll, I'll, I'll think about things I said and even think about things I meant to say. You do that, Justin? And sometimes, you know, I, I, I think, oh, I didn't cover that. That was an important point. That's the reason I have notes so I can go back and refer to them. Now, I can preach without notes. I'm doing so right now. Amen. But I write notes and I keep them handy so that I do my best not to overlook something that I thought was extremely important that the Lord said to me that I'm to say to you. Amen. Okay? So uh, I'm, I'm meditating all the time. I'm pondering these things uh, in my mind all the time. And one of the things you do when you meditate is you see how that scripture or that promise affects your life. Amen? For instance, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health. Now, if you think about that, dwell on that, ponder that, and you think about, well, how will this affect my life? Well, if you're not prospering, it will cause you to prosper. Amen? And so I remember the first verse I ever began meditating. I heard Brother Copeland preach back in 1969 uh, where God told Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. He said uh, that you are to meditate on these things by day and by night. Now, I'd never really thought about, never heard any, well, it's kind of the first sermons I'm hearing about this, but I'd, I'd never heard anybody talk about meditating on the word by day and by night. And so Brother Copeland explained that. And so later he went to Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He said, now spend some time meditating on that. And just break it down verse, uh, word by word. My, 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 my what? My God. Oh, hallelujah, you can stop right there. You can camp out right there. Anybody know my God? Is my God your God? My God shall, not might, not maybe, not a strong possibility. He shall supply what? All. How much? All. See where I'm going with this? As you meditate on it, then it becomes a revelation to you. It becomes real in your heart and you expect it to come to pass. And that was the very first verse that I did that with. Philippians 4.19 changed my life. Hallelujah. And today, I don't worry about my needs. 
I do not worry about my needs. I'm not being egotistical. I'm not trying to sound prideful or arrogant. I know that I know that I know because I've meditated on that verse all these years and God has honored it and I do not worry about my needs. Do you have needs? Yes. She just, she just tag team me. That verse right there and the meditation on it that he's talking about is truly <clears throat> what set our feet on solid ground. Yeah. When we moved here <clears throat> and had no money and no food and he would leave for three weeks at a time and I'd go down Seminary Drive, we would, picking up Coke bottles to take, to turn in for five cents a piece so I could gather up enough money to have a loaf of bread and buy SpaghettiOs for my children. That verse, but my God, who's God? Mine. He's mine. He's mine. He's going to supply all of my needs. Amen. That God. Yeah. He's a big God. He's big enough to supply all of my needs. And it was that God that grew so big on the inside of me. He wasn't a little bitty God anymore. He was so big. I could see him as a big God who could do anything and could do everything. Amen. And it was that God that grew so big on the inside of me. When we had an old car that you didn't even know if it was going to make it down the road and it would stop at every intersection and we would have to pray in the Holy Spirit and hit on the dash of the car to make it the transmission engaged to pull you across the intersection so you wouldn't get hit. It's that God who has given us so many cars. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And it's that God. Glory to God. It's the God that's above all gods. When we didn't even have a car that was decent enough to drive, and now Jerry could pick out and I'll just tell you, 15 or 20 Corvettes, which one he was going to drive today? In his museum, he has a museum of Corvettes. He could pick and choose which Corvette. But let me tell you, he's emptied out that same garage two different times and given them away, given them away, given them away by the dozens, given everything away, emptying it out over and over and over and over. And guess what? It's that God who that keeps God. giving back. Hallelujah. You can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. The water wells Carla was talking about. When I saw the videos of those women with their pots walking seven and a half miles down to get a, just a pot of water for their family, 
and then have maybe not even get it because the herders were there all day long and then have to walk back seven and a half miles with no water for the day and you have to have water to live you talk about the compassion of God coming on me I said no Carla we're gonna build those wells I'm gonna build that well I'm gonna drill that well we're gonna do it guess what it's that God who gives you the resources to be able to do these right. things. It's that God that we serve, the God above all gods. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, look at your neighbor and saying, that God is my God. All right, you can be seated. You can interrupt me anytime. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So that's the result of meditating. See, back when we first started, we didn't know that. I'd never even read the verse. I'd never even heard the verse. Carolyn probably had at some point in her early life. She'd been filled with the Holy Ghost since she's eight years old. I didn't hear any of this until I was 23 years old, somewhere along there, 1969. So that would have been 23. And when I, when I heard Brother Copeland say that, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Well, the first thing that struck me was, well, boy, if this God wants to supply all my needs, he's got a job ahead of him. Because <laughs> I'm deep in debt, both my business and personally. And boy, that, that, that verse just came alive in us. And that's what we begin confessing every day, that our God supplies all of our needs. Why? Because we spent time meditating on it we saw how that one verse would change our lives. And it did. Hallelujah. And today, as I said, before I was so graciously interrupted, <laughs> I do not worry about needs. It's wonderful going to bed knowing you have needs, but you don't worry about it. Sometimes I go to bed saying, Lord, your word says you'll be up all night. You neither sleep nor slumber. I'm human. I need some sleep. Go ahead and figure out how you're going to meet my needs. When I wake up, let's talk about it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's a great way to live. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Brother Jerry, I don't have time to meditate the Word. Well, you don't have any problem having time to worry. And worry is meditating on what the devil said. So you're meditating on something all the time. Either what the devil says, what the world says, and what the world says, get most of it from the devil. Meditation is, is, meditating is doing so with what God says. Amen. Now, meditation is a part of some Eastern religions. They got it from God. Satan hadn't ever come up with something on his own. He just takes something from God and twists it. So don't think meditation, we're getting, ooh. 
Meditation is what God told Joshua he had to do in order to be a success. He said, if you'll do this, you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. And the Amplified adds this, and you'll deal wisely in the affairs of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord another good shout of praise. So, going back to verse 15, meditate upon these things. Give thyself holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, completely. Give yourself completely. Dedicate yourself to what you find out God says. Uh, uh, Put it first place in your life. Give yourself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Now, there's other translation that says that your progress will appear to all. Now, that's important. God wants other people seeing the progress you're experiencing because of the God you serve. And the reason that's important to God is because it becomes an attraction particularly in the day and time in which we live today. Amen. And how many of you have noticed the world is getting worse and it's not likely to get any better, particularly for those that don't know God. It can get better for those who do. But the circumstances in the world, is not, they're not likely to change, but they don't have to affect us. I'm in the world, I'm just not of it. Tell your neighbor, I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. They they don't control us. They don't dictate our life. The Word of God gives the direction for my life. Amen? So I'm in the world, and I I know what's going on in the world. I just don't have to be suppressed by what's happening like those who don't know God. Can you say amen? So... Give yourself wholly to these things that your profiting may appear to all or your progress may appear to all. All right, now, let's go back to 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 19. And we find number one instruction. Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck, holding faith or holding on to your faith. The Amplified Bible says, holding fast to faith in absolute trust and confidence in God. Holding fast to your faith. Now, the fact that Paul says, as one of his instructions to Timothy, holding on to your faith tells me there is a possibility you can let go of it. Amen? If the instruction is cling to your faith, as another translation says, then there's a possibility you could let go of it. You could could release it, or you could cause it to become inactive and inoperable. So he says, holding faith. Uh, Once again, the Amplified, holding fast in faith, or to your faith, in absolute trust and confidence. The New Living Translation says, cling to your faith. The message adds this. There are some who by relaxing their faith have made a thorough mess of their lives. If you relax your faith, 
you'll end up making a thorough mess of your life. Now, it's one thing when you've never learned anything about faith. But I think it's worse to have learned about faith, what it'll do, and you have seen results and then let go of it. My, my definition of that is, thou art dumb. <laughs> why, would, why would you ever want to let go of your faith? I mean, just think, 54 years now, Carol and I have been living this way. Everything we have has come by faith. Everything we do is by faith. You know, I'm not in Hebrews 11, but I could be. Hebrews 11, and it talks about all those great men and women of God that through faith, by faith, with faith, talks about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. I guess Paul had to go to heaven. He didn't have time to put in Jerry. (laughs) Jerry through faith. Jerry by faith. Jerry with faith. Carolyn with faith. Carolyn by faith. Carolyn through faith. Well, our name's in there. Amen. Because everything we have, everything we've done, we've done it through faith. Now, the dumbest thing that she and I could do after living this way for 54 years and see what it's produced and other people see what it's produced and then let go of it? My mama didn't raise a fool. Amen. I'm not about to let go of it. And no other message out there that tickles people's ears will ever tickle mine. I'm, I'm sold. I'm solid. I'm locked into this, praise God. This is all I've ever known since I surrendered my life to the Lord, and I don't want to know anything else. Amen. You hear me today, living by faith, the Lord tarry another 25 years, you'll still hear, I'm living by faith. Not only that, I plan to die in faith. The Bible talks about living by faith. It also talks about people who died in faith. Well, that's exactly the way I intend to go. Amen. The Bible says, Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, shall he find faith in the earth? Shall he find faith in the earth? Well, if the Lord returns while I'm still alive, he's going to find me believing him for the biggest thing I've ever believed for, doing more than I've ever done before and doing it through faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I'm caught up with all of you that'll be caught up, I'll wave by and say, if I was still there, I would have finished the job. Hallelujah. And while I'm gone, if you don't go with me, you can have my car. But in seven years, I'm coming back to pick it up and you better take care of it. (laughs) Better not have a lot of miles on it when I'm gone now. Okay. (laughs) So those, there are some who by relaxing their faith, have made a thorough mess of their lives. I see Christians like that all over the world. I see ministers like that all over the world. I'm I'm not limited to Crowley, Texas. I'm not limited to Fort Worth, Texas. I'm not limited to Texas. I'm not limited to the United States. I see the body of Christ on a large scale all over the world. And, and, And I've seen it happen time and time again. You know, people relaxing their faith, losing their grip on faith. 
And I've also seen as a result of it, they've made a thorough mess of their lives. Amen. So don't allow your faith to become inactive. We read this in the first uh, lesson, Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and 32, where Jesus prayed for Simon. He said, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you, to sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. The word sift means to extract something from you, to take something out of you. And he said, Satan desires to have you that he might take something out of you. Well, it's pretty obvious what Jesus was referring to because in the next verse he says, but I prayed that your faith will not fail. So Jesus is saying, Simon, Satan is endeavoring to extract your faith from you. But I'm praying that it will not fail. The little Greek says, I'm praying that your faith will not be reduced to inactivity. So inactive faith is faith that's not producing anything. Amen. Inactive faith is faith that's not seeing results. So don't ever allow your faith to become inactive. Amen. Are you ready to unlock God's best in your life? Your moment of freedom has arrived. Introducing today's inspiring offer, the Progressing and Advancing Special Package by Jerry Savelle. This exclusive offer includes his brand new prophetic three-part audio series, 2024, the year of progressing, advancing, experiencing promotion, and seeing your highest expectations fulfilled. And his best-selling book, The Favor of God, it's time to bid farewell to restrictive, small-thinking beliefs and unleash your God-given capacity. In this package, Jerry reveals how to initiate bold steps of faith, identify common obstacles to progress, understand God's design for prosperity, and how God's favor changes everything. Visit jerrysavelle.org or call us immediately to secure your copy of the Progressing and Advancing Special Package. This is not just another offer. It's a divine calling to embrace what's rightfully yours in Christ. I trust you were blessed by the lesson today. And if you were, I want to invite you to join with me again next time as we continue this study on the prophetic word for 2024. Advancing, progressing, experiencing promotion, and your highest expectations being fulfilled. Let me ask you this. Do you have high expectations for 2024? I certainly do, and I trust you do. And if you do, I want to encourage you to write them down. Everything that you're believing God for, highest expectations, write them down. Just put on the heading, my highest expectation for 2024. You know, the Bible says, write the vision, make it plain, and every time you read it, it will motivate you. It'll enable you to stay single-minded on what you're believing God for. So remember, that is the prophetic word. And the Bible says, if you will war a good warfare with the prophecies that have been spoken over you, then praise God, you're going to enjoy victory in every area of your life. So I want to encourage you to place your order for these resources. My CD series, the brand new 2024 prophetic word, progressing, advancing, experiencing promotion, and experiencing your highest expectations fulfilled. That's three CDs. It's available for you. And then also my book on the favor of God, which I believe goes right along with this because you're going to experience more and more favor in the days ahead than you've ever experienced before. So order these special resources. 
You can go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, or you can just look on the screen right now and all the ordering information will be there. Place your order as quickly as you can and we will do our best to get them to you just as soon as we can. All right, join with me again next week and remember, your faith will overcome the world. Don't ever forget, your faith will overcome the world.